What's up, y'all? This is Baldo once again. This is episode 160. This is a very special one. It's a, it's a landmark, if you will. Uh, we got to talk to Annie Yoder on this, uh, on this uh, episode. And uh, depending on where you're, where you're listening in that, like I, I know in Austin, uh, we talked about a subject that has been very popular around, around this area, which is um, the human design, which is like a profiling kind of thing that... Uh, <clears throat> that is being uh, talked about quite quite effectively recently and so uh, Annie is a great friend of ours and she was able to or she has been taking courses and digging deep into the subject and really understanding what uh, human design is all about I, I find that uh, it's it's a very useful tool and and I was so happy to have interviewed Annie on this episode because uh, she is very knowledgeable and and it's like I said it is a useful tool that uh, I just want to understand even more I hope you you love it I know that you'll find some nuggets and some useful information on here but uh please give it a listen uh give us a shout and see and and let us know what you think um and i I can't forget to always mention to you guys that uh these episodes are are uh sponsored by msw nutrition which is now hosted on the new website of how do you health it's fantastic the network's been doing great and msw nutrition are the greatest supplements Uh, i'm a little biased by it but at the same time I understand all the work that goes into MSW Nutrition to making sure that the quality is always of the utmost standards, uh, and it's a very important job. And the most bioavailable, they make a difference. You feel the difference, and I can't talk enough about uh, the mitochondriac because it is one of the top supplements that there is. It's it's like NAD in a bottle, and it gives you sustainable energy. The type of energy that like it's very subtle, but uh, it's one of those things that you look back and you're like, man, like I, I still feel good, and and I'm sleeping better, and and I have sustainable energy, and I don't need this coffee, even though I still drink coffee because. I love coffee, but uh, check check them out. New website is on howdoyouhealth.com. Pages, uh, MSW Nutrition. Check out the different products. You can use code HDYH so that way you can get 15% off any of the supplements. Again, mitochondria. uh, Mitochondria is one of my favorites, uh, along with Bliss because it's just serotonin dopamine booster. But check out mitochondria. Check out this episode and let us know what you think. Sweet. Well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Annie, <laughs> welcome to the studio. And uh, uh, I'm excited to have a conversation with you. I think we, we talked about having this conversation a long time ago, mm-hmm. maybe a year. Almost a year. Almost a year. Uh, anyway, so this is Annie Yoder, and she's a great friend at this point. Um, she is a human design guide. I like that. Mm-hmm. term uh, but i've known you for since you were doing since you were in the pilates world and you used to own your own studio and you sold that and then you kind of h- had a little hiatus trying to figure out what you were going to do and then you finally called me back or, or texted me about <laughs> i was like okay i'm ready to do a podcast because i know exactly what i want to talk about yeah. so it seems like you've dove in now and you learned about this subject and i'm new to it um mm-hmm. i've had i told you this before that i had 
someone else read my human design before and then um and then it was just one of those things that they explained some things but it wasn't it didn't mean much to me Mm -hmm. uh but then i did it with you and and we uncovered so much more uh and and then i think you said that you kind of read over my human design right before you came over i did yeah so let's start with this let's start with uh, a little bit of a history and what is human design yeah well it's really a pleasure to be here in this awesome new studio and all your gear and gadgets and lights. Um, the, the human design system is a synthesized body of knowledge that integrates ancient esoteric uh, information, including the Chinese I Ching, the Jewish Kabbalah, the Hindu chakra system. And it, uh, it integrates it with some exoteric knowledge like biochemistry or genetics. Uh, there's uh, there was a revelation that the founder had in 1987. His name is Ra Uruhu. And what he found was that there's uh, an almost exact mathematical parallel between uh, the frequencies of this 5,000-year-old text of the I Ching and our DNA. There's 64 channels in the I Ching, 64 codons in our DNA, 64, or, I'm sorry, six lines per channel, and then six amino acids per codon, and it's this perfect formula of uh, all of these channeled body bodies of knowledge and and the scientific knowledge that we have about our um, our makeup currently, and so it's um, it all integrates into this map basically. Um, it's it's a body graph that I look at that tells me your your life path, your purpose. What are the energies within you that are consistent? How are you designed to operate? And where are you open to being conditioned by your environment? And so through studying the information, it's a process of learning to decondition your programming in a way that's not not you, shedding those things, and then surrendering into the core of who you are and the way that you're designed to operate. So... so because it's it's almost like there is a design, but it doesn't necessarily. It's more of a. What I'm asking you is, is this correct? Uh, is more of like it's just what, maybe even some habits that are, that you would fall into easier than like new ones that you're trying to build because you've designed a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can create these other habits. Maybe they take a little bit more work, but if you're aware of the fact that it's going to take a little bit more work, then it's e- then maybe at least you're open more open to continuing the work maybe i don't know yeah and sometimes in the ways that we develop ourselves are, are completely contrary to how we're designed to operate and can actually be um, despite our, our best intentions can actually be hindering us on our road to progress or success or satisfaction in life so in some in certain i'll say spiritual studies that we do it's okay let me try to be a kind person let me try to be this way and kind of take it on mentally and then um and try to embody this way of being that isn't natural to us and human design says no there's no um there's no effort required in being this design it's actually about surrendering undoing everything that isn't you and when you surrender into what's already there then all of this intelligence really comes to the surface and and guides you in your path to success like this innate intelligence yeah right? like it's yeah. almost how can you tap into that energy right so 
how old is this uh what do you call it a system yeah okay how old is this system um it was d- discovered in 1987 so but but, well, what's interesting though about it is that it's it's only really the study of really old traditions as well too though right is that correct or right yeah it's a, a modern take on some of those older systems yeah so we had a conversation last week with rachel from curcuma i don't know if you know her uh-uh. and w- we were talking about ayurvedic stuff right and it, and and it just like how food is medicine i mean even today we had a a, a lunch and learn with uh with Fias and he's the ceo of prep to your door and we talked about changing the food system because like food is your medicine and all that stuff but th- these are things that have always been talked about in traditions that are thousands of mm. years old mm-hmm. and then science now is catching up mm-hmm. in a sense right because well and, and to tie those two things together i just finished reading this book called psychoenergetic science mm-hmm. and it's like the science and there's physics in there and trigonometry and all that stuff and l- luckily like i understand like some of that math uh so i imagine that are you looking at any mathematics or like formulas when you're studying this or i know it's part of the system but are you looking at any of that at this level that's way beyond my pay grade cool. okay. but hopefully <laughs> several years from now i'll be able to go that deep into it but it's it, but it's it's a big part of it right like it's mm-hmm. and, and and it's interesting because i didn't run into human design in this book which i w- i figured that it would because i do remember you saying something about there being some sort of scientific or mathematics in our in our first conversation that we had about it uh and and i figured like i'm probably going to run into this but it was what it really came down to this book was really about the science and the mathematics of manifestation Mm. right and and then whenever we looked at like uh, human design there is a thing about like whether you're a certain type like a manifester so let's mm-hmm. talk about the different types that you can be or cannot be which ones are more prevalent than others right yeah so there are reflectors which are one percent of the population very rare projectors about 20 percent uh, manifestors nine percent of the population and then 70 percent of the population are generators or manifesting generators okay so the the type is um, based off your your aura. We all have a, a way that our electromagnetic field works. It extends about three to four feet around us. Some of us, so generators, for example, which is most of us, we have this open, enveloping aura that just magnetizes life, draws life to us, and uh, and manifester manifester is here to carve their own path they actually have a repelling aura there um, because that repelling clears the path for them to initiate to make things happen and um, yeah because it's not you're not taking other space that already exists yeah yeah yeah. so uh, for generators being open because life comes in you're a generator I'm a manifesting generator so for us life just comes in and our only responsibility is to respond so the motto for a generator is do not initiate because what can happen is we we start initiating before something has come into our field and that's where we encounter more resistance more friction in life we get out of flow when we make decisions with our head and start initiating before it's time so Hmm. there is that that higher intelligence that is drawing life to us and our response comes from 
our our sacral center, the the gut feeling where we've all had the like knots in the gut or this feeling of this energized feeling of like you almost want to run towards something or it can be little guttural sounds like uh-huh or uh-uh. Yeah. And so this like this context that we're in a podcast, for example, is perfect generator setting because we get to respond back and forth through conversation. Whereas a manifester could probably just, you know, turn on the camera, run a, um, a, a webinar or something. They don't need to respond. But this is such a great setting for generators uh, to ping pong back and forth. Interesting. Uh, I know that. So John's wife, Merrick, she she started getting into 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 human design, and she was geeking out about it. Their son is a gener. No, it's he, he's a manifester. Okay. Like, but not uh-huh. not a manifester generator. I think just manifester. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really interesting because I l- love the idea of manifesting, and and but I do find that well because everything that I've learned as far as manifesting is to like set the intention picture mm-hmm. it and then just let it happen right kind of like just forget about it like don't initiate it just just don't worry about it because if anything it's the opposite whenever i do try to like f- i don't want to say force it but when i do try to initiate it's just it's more work as opposed to like just setting the intention and letting things happen mm, wow but is that not is that not initiating just the fact that i'm setting intentions not at all that's perfectly appropriate that's a great example of what it means to manifest as a generator because the concept of manifesting isn't exclusive to the manifester type it's just that yes when we um we could we surrender to that higher intelligence within us and just like how you're setting intentions there's a as you become more attuned to that the higher order of things in your own path then your intentions and what you're manifesting starts to sync up with the universe's uh, intentions for you and that synchro destiny begins to unfold and that's where you're really in flow that's awesome mm-hmm. okay that's that makes it that, that makes more sense because I, I did have that question that i wanted to ask you because i was like but that's something that i do practice what's a lot yeah because uh, i remember talking to and this is when i had forgotten exactly what it was uh, i was talking to allison she's uh, she's actually the person that started this podcast uh and she's like you have to be a manifest or something because like you're always just like saying things and they happen and i was like but i just usually say them and i don't you know make them happen but even today we were having a conversation about uh changing the food system and it went around the room after this great conversation between john and, and Fias, and people was like what did you get out of it and it was like well i got this and i got that like i didn't know that this and i didn't know that the there were so much subsidies and like there was so much different opinions about what was heard during the talk mm. and for me when it got to me it's like what did you learn she's like well i'm just inspired because like i don't like playing those games like whatever games do exist i prefer to like, just create a new a new game so i'm just inspired to figure out like well what is the new game that needs to be played because that's where i want to play right and and, and i want to let that flow to me and and then mm. make that happen because i don't know what the answer is like you know if i if I did, then if I knew what the answer was, then someone would already be playing that game. But most of the time, it's like, what even with our business, it's like it's happening, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I need, I, I need to evolve this a little bit more because it's something, right? And mm-hmm. and and uh, and it's really interesting to see that how how that could work. But there's channels, right? So in in the whole system, mm-hmm. what are those about? The channels. So the moment that you're born. Uh, there's an, an imprint in your design. It's, you know, you, 
you're born in this moment in time in the grand scheme of the universe. And so talking about the mathematical formulas that exist within us and exist throughout the whole universe, there's these patterns that happen. So you can look at a point in time when someone is born and see, okay, here's um, kind of the map of how their life is meant to unfold based off these formulas. So in that moment, there are certain transits with the planets um, and the, the position that they're in create create this design, um, create your imprint of your design, and and they correlate with certain channels of the I Ching. So depending on which gate the planets are in, they'll activate certain ones. So those gates that are active in your chart are consistent within you throughout your life. Okay. There's also an unconscious design, which is 88 days before you're born, which is when the soul enters the body. Um, and then same thing in that moment, there, it creates an imprint. So we have the conscious and the unconscious, and our, our life is a, a path of merging the two, integrating it all into our whole being. That's that's really interesting. So, okay, so then let me see if I can connect uh, some dots here because uh, from the book, right, they, there's the emotion, there's even the emotional, uh, the uh -huh. way that the book references all this is uh, dimensions a and the spirit being the ultimate dimension that every that we're all uh, a part of, right, but we all have a spirit and then there's the physical as well, but the t there's the emotional and then there's also, um, what's the other thing that you just talked about? So, um, yeah, so there's a physical, the emotional, the spiritual. There's man, I'm missing something here. But anyways, it, it talks about like there's this thing called deltrons that he kind of ex just makes up as a because there needs to be something that transcends all those dimensions. And then when you talked about gates, that's uh, or when, the way that you just explained that it just brought me to that because he talks about like there has to be something that that creates this pathway so mm. maybe a gate that can connect the different dimensions the physical with the emotional with the and then as you become more aware then there's got to be a way because and then there's mathematics on all this the thing that the deltrons don't actually actually exist but the mathematics of them if they exist all plays a part of like this would work mm. we just can't prove it because these things would travel technically faster than the speed of light so there's no way that we can detect them in a sense or at least to the, to to this day All right but then there's tons of research that he's doing he's a scientist uh and so uh, to prove all these things um but it's all based with intentions the idea that with an intention it still has an energetic imprint or you know or or footprint and if it's and if there's energy and energy equals mass then a thought can be energy or an intention can be energy which can create thought or or mass which means that in the physical world it would become a manifesting activity hmm. or an activity that has been manifested in a sense but the spirit where do you think that comes from that's what's the, that's my question what do you think where do you think the spirit comes from <laughs> where does the spirit come from yeah well it's a fun inquiry um i i can't say that i have any fixed ideas about that <laughs> yeah it's what's yeah. weird right because it's it's not that it's weird it's obviously a thing um i don't know where to even to go with that but that's a question that i'm just like i i, I get it I, that that there is a part of that like i don't think that we because there's obviously a physical form but there's some something else way beyond that yeah 
uh, and uh, and it's cool to see different systems or different projects or even different ideas that are trying trying to and succeeding at it. And we're getting closer to understanding exactly how that is or why that is in the, in, in a sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, I really enjoy diving into the mystery of the self and and spirit, and being kind of a personality junkie of sorts throughout my life, like studying all these other systems, like know the big five in Enneagram and Myers-Briggs there there's something very different about this system with the frequencies because there's one way of taking in um, self-knowledge when you take these kinds of assessments things it's like okay I am uh, my personality is like this and you can start to resonate with it like yeah I see myself in that but then with when you go really deeper into the the frequencies with human design and the I Ching, it's it's like these qualities have a life of their own that express themselves through you. It's not just oh, I see myself in these qualities, but there's actually something alive within me that when I surrender, let go of my mind and how I think my life should look, uh, or how I think I should be surrender that and then there's this intelligence that's doing its own thing in me and I'm just kind of in the passenger seat while it drives and takes me to the right place at the right time meet the right people and there's just a whole dimension a whole other dimension of living when you allow that to express itself through you yeah and it's and it's fun right because it's almost like an adventure of like okay I'm starting to understand what that is but I'm just going to ride it ride it along Uh uh-huh and then you can manipulate it a little bit here and there because mm-hmm. you get to learn what what that game is. And I I always like to turn to think about things in terms of games, because uh, I feel like math is a game. It's always like, well, there's only one answer. You can only pass it. You can only pass that game with a certain way. Uh, so whenever there's a lot of math involved with something, I'm just, I just I just geek out on it. Um, how do you feel or uh, actually not this is not a feeling question this is more is this being used at all now like in like corporate world world because you know you, we talked about myers-briggs all, all that stuff gets used all the time mm-hmm. does this get used now as well it's it's currently rising in popularity uh as far as i know i think there are individual analysts uh, practitioners who um, might be running their business in that way working with corporations um, but but I can't speak too far into that. I'm not sure. Like it hasn't necessarily been adopted yet kind mm-hmm. of deal. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part about it? Mm. <laughs> Great question. Uh, I really enjoy being able to look at a chart and just in an instant knowing so much about a person. And so it's really helped me with uh, deepening intimacy in my life, not only because I know myself and in the face of uh, being challenged, I... I'm more secure um, and can maintain my personal identity and integrity in a way that um, wasn't available to me before. Well, it was available, but I wasn't accessing it. And and then in knowing other people in my life, whether they know their design or not, I understand how to interact with them in a way that brings us closer together. And that's been really beautiful in my relationships. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean... Let me ask you this. So, no, let's go back f- for a second here. How did you f- first come at, come up to this? Like, come up to, to, yeah, to, to human design. How did you come into it? Um, a bit of an identity crisis. When I closed my Pilates studios, I, I had been in the industry since I was 15 or 16. Huge part of my identity was merged with my business. And, and there was just this 
pressure building in me for the last year or so of running it that was telling me I had there's something else I don't know what it is but I have to move on and so I kind of unknowingly was following that um that frequency in me that was saying oh we're going on a different path now and uh not knowing what the outcome would be but after closing the studios um yeah, there was a sense of who am I now without this? Without the business. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends were telling me, you have to get a reading with Bar- Barbara Ditlow, who's my mentor. She studied under the founder. She's been doing this for 20 years. So after one reading, I was so like I had to go deeper and I had the opportunity to s- study under her. Well, I remember when I first met you, I it was a dance party, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, and... I you had just closed your your places because th- mm-hmm. I mean you you have that conversation of like what do you do kind of do and you your answer was more like well I'm just kind of doing my own thing right now you know because uh-huh. like I did do this before but now I'm kind of like not doing that um, and, and then shortly after that you had a more specific answer of like I'm gonna go do that um, this thing is calling me right mm-hmm. like and, yeah and then even recently right like it wasn't it wasn't even until like we had this conversation of why we're going to sit down now was more like no this is this is it like i i'm i'm this is exactly what i need to be doing Mm -hmm. yeah what is that feeling like Mm. (laughs) it oh it's such a relief to have clarity and and i've actually uh been training a few of my favorite clients out of my home uh pilates clients and it's been very interesting to integrate the two because a lot of what had me as much as i um, really appreciate the Pilates method. What was missing for me was going deeper and the cause, it was a rehabilitative um, studio. So a lot of injury rehab and just seeing the same patterns over and over, especially with back pain. And and I just knew there was so much more than the physical body that I wanted to explore and um, expand my, my scope of professional expertise to be able to go there with people. And most of the time our physical pain lies beneath the physical body and so to be able to look at this to look at a chart and see oh I see where you would be attracted to using your inner energy in a way that is incompatible with your design and we can start to inquire into that and then find out wow this person has been conditioned to live uh, away from how they're designed to operate and it's causing all kinds of conflicts in their life and, and, and it's showing up in the physical body so now let me ask you this um you said like uh, what was a projector was one percent or something like uh, that reflector reflector mm-hmm. and that so once again that's something that you're born with so, so maybe this question is incorrect so does that have to do anything with with like society's a certain way uh hmm, let's see if this this question makes sense kind of like if you're left-handed you're born left-handed right but like everything's right-handed so Mm -hmm. it's almost like you're just you're at a disadvantage absolutely does that have to do anything with that like the fact that there's less of that that they're not projecting in a certain way or like that they're not being evolved in a certain way that, that they just don't become projecting or no because you're born that way or not if they if they evolve a certain way Mean, meaning like if you are let's say if i was born a projector uh-huh. but because society is not conditioned a certain mm-hmm. way 
there's no way that I'll ever develop mm. more as a projector so I become this other thing. I see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that's the value of spreading this information and us knowing how we're designed because then we can we can continue living that and when we're questioned about how you know the way that we operate, it's we're not filled with self-doubt and try to be any way that we're not. Projectors especially uh, deal with uh, being misunderstood because they're designed to be more passive and and wait to be recognized and be invited in. So mm-hmm. they're very, very wise people, um, very powerful guides, and they they spend a lot of their time studying and gaining knowledge and and skills and a lot of times it goes unnoticed but for the people who notice then they can give them the invitation to come in and use their talents to benefit you know a a team um, relationship benefit anything so but from the outside looking in it's just what are you doing you're not using your energy you're not you're not hustling you're not you're being lazy yeah whatever right it's interesting Mm -hmm. it's interesting how we put judgment on stuff right like that's just a very common thing because how do you how do you get even as a guide right like you say like well i can understand people a little bit better i would imagine that it could be also be easy to jump into like now i'm judging people a certain way like mm. maybe someone that's a less developed teacher, right, or something like that. Mm. I don't, is that? Do you think that could? Is that a possibility? That might be. For me, I find that the more, I mean, I'm such an analytical person. The more that I understand, the less I judge. Nice. It, it really f- frees me of that, because um, I can be very judgmental sometimes, and um, and I notice that happens the more, the less that I understand then all my all my my negativity or pessimism can come in, but. Oh, this um, allows <laughs> me to have so much acceptance for how, how people operate. That's, yeah, that's interesting. And so does that come from you trying to figure out what it is that they are or not are, but how they are and, and you start to build judgments because of that? Mm. Or is it more of like a safety mechanism? Yeah, there's probably some just like, you know, whatever my ego likes to do to keep me from being loving (laughs) the ego does interesting things for us in in uh in in the scope of like trying to protect us right and sometimes it's like from what you know (laughs) (laughs) we're like what's going just tell me what's going on i wish it would work that way Uh, (laughs) um that's that's really interesting so then let me ask you this what do you where do you see this going from now from now on like five years from now where do you see yourself doing with this mm. with this work yeah well you know what i think makes a powerful world is when we are freeing ourselves from homogenization and when we have that self-understanding and self-acceptance um, you know, a lot of times I, I give readings and people are saying yes i i already knew those things about me but they i buried them so deep down and stopped accepting how I am. And so this is something that has been um, offering people self-acceptance. And when we accept ourselves, then we're free to be, uh, live out our individuality. And we're, when we're living out our individuality and our design, then we're, we're spending our energy and our talents in a way that's impactful on the world and humanity because all of us are designed to help evolve our world. No one's designed to be angry or bitter or um, hateful or ugly and 
we we all have a purpose here so in spreading this information that's the possibility for our world is that we're all aligned with uh, our purpose and it's unfolding naturally in in a way that there's flow and brings us peace and satisfaction in life and elevates our world that's that's beautiful they uh i'm gonna go back to that book again because he talks a lot about the spirit um being the thing and the thing that like keeps growing like that's the, that the spirit is always growing it can always be be growing and and we can get into some some of the physics of how that can relate to why the universe is always expanding and and how black holes are always expanding and like there's some weird science there too uh that i'm not going to get into because that's not what this is about but what's really interesting is that there's a concept that says there uh, that the because the spirit is always expanding our job in a sense it's always like to create infrastructure infrastructure for that we can create infrastructure by like reading more books because now i have more capacity to understand more than the spirit in a sense can grow more in that from that sense uh but even from the sense of like everything needs infrastructure in order to be to continue to grow we can apply that to even like well of course you need good infrastructure for a building to stay up for a long time and 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 then in a sense the spirit can grow that way too because now there's more community and there's more blah 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 Mm -hmm. right like all that stuff um but when it when it comes to like uh uh the infrastructure of of, of like a system like this and, and continuing to gain knowledge well that could be the basis right because it's a lot of times we're just so blinded to what's really going on and it's just like the program running yeah. and then there's no evolution there yeah right absolutely. and so I, I i love that that there's that there's always like different ways to figure out how 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 am I why am I that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some changes that I can be implemented so that I can so we can continue to grow together? And spreading the messages is always is always great, right? Yeah. Because it helps so much. Um, let's get into uh, a little bit of my design, just because yeah. I know that you're a little bit familiar with it, and, it, and this will be a fun little exercise. Manifest no generator. Mm-hmm. There's a three five in there, I think. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? <laughs> There's a three five generator. Is that correct? Yep, you got it. So uh, there are twelve profiles. So your profile is three five, which is the martyr heretic. Martyr heretic. Yes. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the three. This is about how your path to gaining your intelligence in life is all about trial and error kind of bumping into things going up and down the staircase let's what's on level one what's on level two and adapting and um sometimes in your trial and error you just run straight for the brick wall and fall down and you get back up and you say it was that was the wrong way let's go this way yeah and so for other people watching you it's like baldo you could have done this like this would have been the efficient path just do it like that and you're like no i have to try it this way and so you cover a lot of ground in your life (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's i mean i why i have this conversation with john all the time which is why we create a perfect balance in our in our in our job i don't know what his is i'd be interested to know uh but but because i'm the same i'm yes you're right like i'm just like well we're doing this and if it doesn't work it's fine we'll just try it another way Uh it's not a big deal because it's not it's not a big deal for me as opposed to like he likes to think about it and it's like let's let's kind of gauge and like where we're going and so there's a balance because if we leave it up to him then we're waiting all the time and if you leave it up to mm-hmm. me then we're just like bumping into walls right <laughs> uh and, and so there's always like 
a give and take right like you're probably right like thank you for holding me back let's but can we try it this other way uh-huh. and then there's usually a way that he will try because not only will i i'm okay with running into the wall i'm okay with running into any of the walls <laughs> right so it's like if you don't if you don't agree with this one then we'll just go run into this wall <laughs> or, or maybe that wall or that wall because <laughs> uh, there's plenty of walls to run into i get that and and um but because i i need to be moving mm-hmm. like i just i have to like there else like what am i doing yeah um, and, and i can't I, there is a lot of peace time for me like i read a lot i you know i journal a lot um but as soon as i'm done with that it's like well that means i can I'm, I'm a little more prepared to try something else yeah that's what it is and you're designed to make decisions more quickly so you have a, a splenic and a sacral definition which means that how you make decisions is very instinctual and and can be very fast and if you take too long then you get in your head and your mind starts to come in you could second guess it you could end up going the wrong way but i think we mentioned jonathan's uh, emotional authority i haven't seen his chart but i think maybe you mentioned that to me well he is but i don't remember what his chart is right okay Um, so uh, how our decision making authorities can um really determine how how we move through decisions so if his is emotional people with emotional authority have to sleep on things they have to take their time and so in a business partnership it's interesting to see how you two interact with that and how you find compromise some people just surrender to the person with the emotional authority because they they take longer um and sometimes vice versa well he he told me one time he's like are you are you okay i mean uh are you scared of being wrong i was like no i just want to be wrong like now so that i can start <laughs> look working on the right way like like tomorrow right because i, I don't want to wait to be wrong two days or three days from now i want to be wrong now <laughs> so i can like start working on the next thing uh so it's never because i don't really ever see that this is more of like learning opportunities it's really how i see things mm-hmm. like i never really see like oh i failed at that it's like no i just okay how i learned one way not to do do that uh, <laughs> uh and it applies so well for for business i think because like that's why we have multiple businesses because it's like well, okay well we keep doing that why don't we just do it better because i'd rather just do that uh and save some money that's but amazing um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so then what else can you what else is interesting because we t- we you and i had the conversation about like uh love and relationships yeah and um I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like how I've struggled with like finding like a partner in long t- in the long time, and um, I don't remember what it was though. Right. Well, I'll f- I'll finish with this three five because there are a lot of people oh, who nice. are three fives out there um, who might relate to this. But so the the three is trial and error. The five is. Uh, you're here to universalize information and it's all about being out around strangers um, and in society and communities and the five comes with a projection field which can tie into the relationship thing too because um, people will project all kinds of things onto you and Hmm. most of all what people can project project onto you is that you're a savior or you're the most intelligent, the best this or that, like putting you on a pedestal. And so in a romantic relationship, you know, that obviously can be problematic when someone is seeing you that way. And then eventually they come to recognize your humanity. And then there can be disappointment because (laughs) of a misunderstanding. Sure. Okay. And so in community groups as well, that can be the case. So you're meant to universalize information, be out in communities. But then once you've made your impact, move on. Mm-hmm. before 
everyone starts to get disappointed when <laughs> you, they they see you as um, who you really are. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No, I, that makes sense. Uh, I, and I'm totally cool with that because I, I love just moving on to the next thing, right? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, well, there's perfect. So, so, well, I never feel like I'm the best at anything. I always feel like I'm the best at, like, getting things started mm-hmm. with the proper infrastructure and then someone else can just take over because then I become bored. Uh, for, well, that's the way I see it. I just yeah. become bored and I was like, well, it's already done. Like, I mean, someone can make it prettier. Someone can make it nicer. Someone can make it, like, whatever. But, like, I, I'm no longer interested. I want something new that I can work from scratch, that I can create from scratch is, is usually how I feel about mm-hmm. things. Uh, so I don't know how that That's plays brilliant. How, how, how that plays into role into anything. Sounds like it really supports you in <laughs> being effective. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it works for me and I'm sure because I, I was just thinking about that. We were having that conversation. I was like, well, I, when I feel inspired about the new game that we're playing and I, and I have mentioned this before, but now it makes a little bit more sense from this conversation and from that conversation that like, I want to build the new health insurance and it won't be based on what health insurance is like now. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm trying to build a company within that system. I'm trying to be- create a whole new system mm. and and i'm willing to to let that inspiration flow through me however it needs to flow because i'm not going to think about the answer because i'm only going to think about things that i know of and this answer requires something that i don't know mm. is is how i feel about mm-hmm. it <laughs> wow yeah that's amazing so i don't know how, <laughs> how that plays a role so and three five is a is a big thing like it's it's a common thing yeah i want to say 12 percent of the population or so so it's Fairly common, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, in the relationship, so you and I share something that um, my mentor calls the heartbreak hotel. That's right. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah. So this is there are three three of our chakra centers that are open, which means that they're they're not consistent in the way they operate in us, and so we take in other people's energy and can amplify it or distort it, and um, what can happen with that is where we can merge so easily we can merge our identity with a person or a career or a community um which is a, a beautiful part of how we can create intimacy wherever we go and people can see themselves in us really easily and um but what can come with that is deeper uh deeper inside us as an open ego center so there's something in there that says I have to prove myself I'm not a good lover unless I prove it I'm not a good colleague unless I prove it or whatever it is that I I have to do something to prove my worth and that can be dangerous in relationships to have that belief running you so Hmm. well I feel like business owners run into that a lot right like I need to prove it like this uh what is it called it like this uh in, in, in imposter syndrome mm-hmm. almost like i need it like i'm not good enough like uh, i haven't even though like well, i'm running whatever right like i mean we see it there's a couple of guys here that run like multi-billion dollar companies and they come in here and they have the same, same exact problems mm-hmm. like, it's like i just feel like i'm not good enough and whatever and they're having these conversations with us in a clinic they're not here f- to have emotional support in mm-hmm. a sense i mean they get it but that's not because that's not what we do right we th- that's just what we do because we're humans <laughs> uh and and we're okay with that right like whatever you need we'll support that but we're not psychiatrists by any sense or psychologists or like that's not our work um, but we understand that there's human connections important right right Absolutely. um but i did cut you off so what were you saying yeah yeah i mean 
yeah, that tendency to overcompensate if you're not being conscious of that thought pattern coming up. Uh, and then emotionally, this is, this is the most important thing when I look at a relationship composite um, chart or do a relationship reading is how are they meant to operate emotionally? So half, half of the population, you and I are what's called non-emotional. There's this kind of uh, analytical intelligence and emotional control that allows us to be dispassionate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other half of the population, they're, um, they're very warm and fuzzy and attractive and magnetic and there's just this emotional vibrancy about them and they're passionate when they speak and so they're very attractive to us yeah. <laughs> um, but they they just operate so differently and there's this chemistry in their body that's just a little bit different than us where they take in information that goes through this emotional wave sometimes the wave is high, sometimes the wave is low, and so they're either feeling really great about something or they're feeling really down. And the great thing about us being open is we can be around someone who's riding high on their wave and feeling amazing, and we're going to feel twice as amazing. We amplify the emotional field around us. But as soon as they're down on their wave, we're going to feel twice as down. And and so not only is it destabilizing, but we don't have the chemistry in our body to discharge the energy like people who are, I call it the wave, uh, like people who are on the wave. So it's then that develops problems in our nervous system and our digestive system. It starts to affect our health when we can't uh, complete the emotional cycles. <laughs> and it's not even ours. We just take it on and then start to think, oh, something's wrong with me. And then there's the, a tendency to withdraw like not speak up not share your needs uh, because you don't want to rock the boat and so you're walking on eggshells uh, and that can just lead to some unhealthy patterns in relationship yeah well because then, then communication uh, well first of all if you run into the part where like you don't want to say anything then well there you're already breaking some communication patterns that are always very beneficial like communication in general we're i was doing this thing with my coach the other day and we were making a list about different conversations uh no 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 no. it just came out that the solution to a lot of that was just conversations that i needed to have uh, and i was like well it just goes back to communication right it, it, because we tend to make up all these stories and we get in our head if we're mm -hmm. not being or at least like you just mentioned like if you're not acting on something and you're just thinking about it too, or you're waiting then i'm just thinking about about it too much right and i can see how that could apply to that and <laughs> okay cool yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome <laughs> uh so then obviously it's something that you've implementing maybe even like does it affect the way that you date now and all that i mean yeah yeah absolutely i i can i can pretty much know right away okay where where's the conflict going to happen how to handle it um for the most part because we all still have conditioning so yep. it's not like i think i know everything about the dynamic but it it just offers so much clarity and you know i've learned that for me i i get i can be the most chill person when i'm on my own and then when i'm with someone who's um more emotionally up and down i i just i lose it i can't i can't stabilize myself in an intimate relationship like that and so it it's a a, a lens that i kind of see my dating life through where i know okay this is going to work for me or it's not yeah yeah 
So then is there some is there an aspect of you or anyone that's seeing their chart um, where you think, okay, well, I want to work on that part of myself, or is it not, or is it counterintuitive to do that because you're just going to work double to try to fix something that's not fixable in a sense? Mm. So, like, I want to be more this way, right? You know, I don't want to be as emotional. I don't want to like, mm-hmm. like, how can I like? Because then you talked about, you, well, I mean, people talk about like having emotional intelligence or not, mm-hmm. right? I'm just like, can you work on that? Or yeah, not? absolutely. Or do you just accept it? And it's like, well, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I think there's always a balance with that. That's uh, that's a great question that I think everyone should inquire into. At what point do I accept myself and at what point do I keep pushing for change? Because both extremes can be um, detrimental. So, you know, if I just say, well, this is the way I am, then I can, that's being victimized and, and not um, being empowered to create yourself in your life uh, in the way that you can. And then on the other hand, if it's, no, I constantly want to change and grow and improve for the sake of not accepting myself the Mm. way I am, then there's a lack of self-love and and self-understanding there. So um, it's, I think for every person, it's tuning into their own inner authority to know what's correct for them in terms of what to accept and what to change. And relationships are such a powerful vehicle for that because it's a, a relationship, you know, isn't, supposed to make you happy we have the happiness first but a relationship is there to make you aware and it can make make you aware of what you can't change what you can't change in another person specifically yeah um there's a lot of reflection constantly happening yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so for people on the emotional way for example it is it is their superpower to um be able to take in information in the way that they do and express themselves boy when they use their voice they have so much impact that they can they can sell anything they're the most powerful salespeople because there's that emotional resonance and yeah the passion right yeah and when people can't feel you emotionally they're not sure if they can trust you correct so um it's it's beautiful and and they go through the highs and lows so they can come out of these experiences with learning, with wisdom, and and be able to express the joys and sorrows of being alive, and and that's what brings humanity together. It invites a kind of empathy and connection um, that the dispassionate person doesn't have as much access to. Yeah, no, that, that completely makes. I mean, yes, you're right. Like the passion sells. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and you know I, I see it here all the time right sometimes it's like you're saying all the right things you're just like not even putting a smile on your face and it's, it's not going to be received as well right like as far as from a sales standpoint um and yeah so that that definitely is very 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 interesting to hear it that way uh okay uh sweet and um i was thinking about eckhart tolle and mm-hmm. his work the power of now so he's talked about um from his perspective, women who experience PMS, he says, have, um, in my own words, uh, like a closer access to God, basically. Because whenever we're confronted with trigger or feeling dissatisfied, feeling uncomfortable emotionally, there's a an opportunity there to go deeper and deeper into the present now that is beyond the experience that you're having 
to be able to access that inner peace within that is deeper than uh, the negativity that's arising in you, that's where you have that access to the deep now where everything is well. And so I, to take that concept into human design with people on the wave, it's the same thing. You know, you can be feeling so on top of the world one day and the next day you're down in the dumps and you don't even know why, or you're trying to figure out the cause. You go to therapy and try to figure out why am I feeling this way? And there is no cause because it's a chemistry in your body. It's just, it's just something that happens. And so to accept that, get out of your head and go into your body and go deeper into that present awareness of the now, it gives you that access to deep inner peace that because you get confronted, that that sustainable joy is just right there under your fingertips at any moment. It's really beautiful. Yeah. How, what do you picture in your in your head whenever you think of like well, if I say the word joy, what do you, what's the picture that you get? Mm. Hmm. I'm seeing, I'm seeing myself in nature under the sun and just like, and this surrendered open body position, like every cell is just <laughs> being filled with sunlight. Yeah. That's awesome. I always think of a smile. Also. Oh, nice. Bliss. bliss. <laughs> and with a little <laughs> bit of bliss under my tongue, right? Yeah, well, why not? Like, that's that was that's part. I always think of a smile, right? Like, and, and I did this exercise with my coach the other day, and we, this came up. And it's just an important thing because so many times, oh, I, I was getting to the, the fact that we just have, we put different labels to words, right? Because even, even with joy, like, I think of a smile, right? And so, um, and, and not necessarily anybody's smile. Like, it's not like I see a a face with the smile i just basically see a smile whenever i think of the word mm. joy um and then we talked about deep connection and what do you see that and and some people think about one way i just kind of see two hearts merging uh with with two like silhouettes that are blue uh and we were trying to make a connection on there like how do you view this or that because we tend to put different meanings to so many different words and and and, and a lot of times that gets uh confused with the way it's it's portrayed in 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 society right because i mean we talked about a little bit about that like society goes a certain way and then it's conditioned a certain way and then you're kind of stuck with that having to deal with that and and acceptance is is key but then like i said not completely surrendering to the fact that that's how it's going to be and and whatnot because like in our world genetics right people come in here all the time they're like well it's because it's in my genes and i'm just gonna i'm gonna get cancer I was like, well, that's not necessarily true. Just because it's in your genes doesn't mean that you're gonna get cancer. But a lot of people think that way, mm. and and it's and it's like this is, is genetics in a, in a sense is just a way that it is more likely that it can happen if you cur- do certain things, carry a certain lifestyle, mm. and and if those lifestyles support that those genetics express themselves in a certain way, you're just more likely to make that a fact. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to live that lifestyle and that genetics that gene doesn't have to express itself in that way Mm. right so uh so is there a lot of that coaching with you like as far as like look this is what you're designed but this is how you can not necessarily i don't want to say like this is how you avoid that but it's more like these are the things that you need to be aware of right like is that how you would approach it Mm. i haven't really encountered um 
these types of conversations. Boy, I know a lot of women, though, who say I'm not having children because I have bad genes. And yeah, yeah. there's just a very quick dismissal around that. So, well, and I think a lot of it is I, I oftentimes don't speak to the genetic part sure. of human design when I'm sharing about someone's design. So I think there's also just a lack of awareness of um, how that carries forward through your design. But I, I look at my parents' charts and I have well, exactly half of my dad, exactly half of my mom. Like I can see our whole family, how we all link together through it, which is very cool. And you're talking about but your, your, uh, your what's it called, your human design charts? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know in terms of cautioning people about, you know, what might be. What's, what's more of like, maybe not even cautioning, but, but is any part of the coaching saying like, look, just because your human design is a certain way, like these are the things because maybe this is not obviously this might not even be your part of it because it's up to ultimately it's up to them what they want to work on or not work on mm -hmm. but uh, is is any of the coaching part where it's like because of this mm -hmm. uh, then you're more likely to have these type of uh, expressions or, or and I'm talking yeah. about um, human connection expressions and yeah. or just living expressions as opposed to like genetics right because genetics is just a very deep field right uh, uh, but i guess my question is more from the sense of is there any similarity in that where it's like hey like just because your genes are a certain way just because your design is not a certain way it doesn't mean that you have to be this way absolutely yeah yeah i mean some people with um like one of the main points i look at when i see how they interact with other people is how they they use their voice or not some people will either be dominated by other people and never feel heard or they'll be the ones like always feeling like they have to interrupt conversations talk over people and <laughs> um, in order to feel like they're getting attention or being seen and so yeah there's some there can be some caution around that hey just so you know people notice you but also there's there's the ability for deeper wisdom when people struggle with stuff like that well the the person who talks over people or feels like I've never heard everyone talks over me they're constantly faced with questions in their conversations should I speak now what should I say how can I say this in a way people will understand whereas the rest of the population don't think we just talk <laughs> and and so there's a, there's a beauty within that that lean into those questions that maybe occurs to you as anxiety about speaking because then you start to resolve those questions and then you become very wise about speaking and you can be one of the most powerful public speakers out there. And so, yeah, there are weaknesses like that, but we can always turn those into a strength. Yeah, you just have to lean into them a little bit, right? Because I, I do remember me being that way in a sense where I was like, I just don't, should I say, like, I want to say something because I feel like I need to say something. Uh -huh. um, and then at some point, someone mentioned something like, hey, man, you're just, you're just a silent leader and that's totally cool. Um, and, and I, I mean, I host the po podcast, so obviously I do like to talk. Uh, and I've, but I've also studied like what, how can I become a better interviewer? Right. Like that's cause it's not a natural thing for me. Like John can get in here. You guys can talk all day long and he didn't have to think about hmm. what questions I'm going to ask or like, how should I, you know, what's the system even in sales? Like I was, I've, John says all the time, like Bob is the best sales, salesperson ever. But at the beginning of it all, like I have to remember five or six questions that will help me 
start a proper conversation right like, and i would go into an appointment or talk to someone and at first it was really weird because i was like i have another question for you like and, and it's like what uh, you know, <laughs> like show, oh yeah can you show me your pictures right and because i was because they i was told like hey if people start talking about pictures and they people that they love they're like they're you're gonna build connection i was like oh sweet i can do that right and it's like and then ask about like um is there any travel plans going on and then i'd be like hold on like i'd open up my phone it's like oh yeah yeah are you guys like traveling anytime soon <laughs> right and so it was very weird but they were still interactive with me mm. uh, because at least i did ask and then at least and then at some point it just became a natural thing right mm -hmm. but it took a while mm -hmm. right but and, and so i don't even know if that's even part of my design or not but i do understand that like I embrace that, right? Like that's not naturally who I am. Sometimes yeah. I invite John's to part uh, parties to John because, like, I want to be at the party, but I don't really want to talk to anybody. And if I bring John, he'll talk to everyone, and so that <laughs> way I can just kind of like stay back and I can just chime in whenever uh -huh. I need to. And then we all that's have great. fun. <laughs> and then we all have fun. Yeah. Um, but and that's where we experience we build relationships that bring value to our lives. And so, so now I'm I'm really hearing hearing you share that where your your analytical side came in so being a non-emotional yeah you're not naturally just like you are analyzing okay now it's time to ask you about your pictures <laughs> yeah. and it's invisible now like you've clearly gained mastery but when we when we're around people who are natural in that way we get to take it on and learn from them because i mean we all take on each other's imprints we all condition each other when when yeah. we're around each other so i love uh, i love the relationship you two have and how you can add value to each other that way yeah well the thing about it is that i also know that it, i can also remember the frustrations that that used to come right like where where i was like man i just don't even know what to say like i don't like <laughs> and I, I that's really frustrating be, to me because i want to be able to like have a proper conversation with and not even even proper like just a conversation where i'm not being awkward uh and but there was always definitely because even now like sometimes i go to parties just because like i know i'm gonna build like i'm gonna network and but i really don't care to go there i just want to mm -hmm. i'd rather go home and read and learn something new and, and work on my business a little bit more like that's always my preference like i always prefer to work on something uh mm -hmm. but then there's value in networking right there's a lot of value in networking so you have to you kind of get to do that as well and then but i like to dance so dancing is it what's the dancing part on there is there is there a, <laughs> is there a dancing channel on there because i love to dance i don't know how to dance i just shake my ass oh and yeah whatever <laughs> yeah it's definitely a generator thing we, yeah. we've got the physical energy yeah, yeah. like but yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> i you know honestly like this has been a lot of fun and and learning about all this and, and also like seeing your passion for it ha has been totally great right because mm -hmm. it, it's like y y it feels like you found what you what you want to be doing there's a deep connection with it you've studied on the best people and i think you're going to continue to study that mm -hmm. um let me ask you. Well, yeah, how do, how can people find you? What's the what what's uh, the next project you're working on? Uh, what do you uh, what are you excited to share with the listeners? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, finding me, I'm a little uh, not present on the socials, but <laughs> I do have a Facebook account, nice. Annie Yoder, <laughs> and um, my website, thehumandesignstudio.com, and. And what I want to share is it's 
you can experience a lot of value in just knowing what your design is. So you can go online and look at Jovian Archive and pull up your chart, enter in your birth data, and it'll tell you, um, it'll give you the body graph, which it'll, you'll be like, what the hell is this? I don't know how to read this, but it will at least tell you what your type is, what your strategy is, what your inner authority is. And knowing how uh, to make empowered decisions is for people who are interested in developing themselves, transforming themselves, transforming the way you make decisions is what transforms your life. So that's a really great place to start for anyone who's interested in um, inquiring into their design. So they go on into this jo- jo- Jovian Archive. Jovianarchive.com. Mm-hmm. They get their thing. Mm-hmm. And then they should just reach out to you to be like, can you, you know, read this for me and help me understand that and, and coach with you, right? Like that, that, yeah. that would be the ultimate thing, right? Because mm-hmm. and I think, honestly, like I said, there's one other person that had brought it up. Since then, there's been a lot of other people that have brought it up. Um, to this day, you're still like the one that like broke it down the best for me. You're always like so excited to even talk about it in the first place. Uh, you know, at parties, sometimes people go, like, hey, do you know your human design? They bring you the phone and mm-hmm. they do the thing and they're like, oh, yeah, like you're like a whatever. And, and then they just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, well, because and we, we talked about the judgment thing. It almost feels like, oh, yeah, like you're whatever. Like you're probably like this and this and that. And they just walk off. And <laughs> I was like, well, there should probably be more of a communication there, um, especially if you're trying to do some sort of business with it it's like because i can help you with that uh you know and so i don't know but please reach out to to annie here and and uh learn more about it i I, it's it's actually been so great for me and and, uh i can't wait to learn more about it so awesome thank you so much for coming